0: Hi, I'm Walter Hallam, and you're listening today to the Walter Hallam Ministries podcast. Get ready to receive a powerful word from God today. When you're going through something, just remember that you're going through it. You don't have to stop in the middle of it. Uh, You keep going through it. You keep going through it. Uh, God has a place for you in your life. He has a plan. Isaiah said that God knows the plan He has for you, and that plan is to give you a successful conclusion, to give you a successful end. You should always make that decision that, God, I'm going to pursue your plan. I want your plan in my life. Along the way, you can be sure that there are going to be plenty of obstacles. Someone asked me one time, they said, uh Pastor, why are there bad things that happen to good people? I wrote a book about it. You, Many of you have got that book and, and read it. It's called The Big Why. And uh, it, it does help under, people understand there are four things in that uh, uh, book that are very, very powerful right out of the Bible. But one of the reasons that bad things happen to good people is because we still live on planet Earth. And the Scripture says, the Bible says there is a curse that is still in operation that can lead to physical death. And there are things that can bring that on. Sicknesses, for instance, can do that. And that's what we're dealing with in America right now. That's the the battle of of the hour, so to speak. But God has equipped you. Have you noticed in the book of Ephesians and in other places where the Apostle Paul writes, he talks like we are soldiers. And when he begins to describe the uh, the, the body of Christ in the churches, he would say things like, put on the whole armor of God. And then he would say, uh, uh, though we war in the flesh, we, we're here, but we are warring in the spirit. Well, you know, we're not up there fist fighting. What are we doing? We're praying. We're speaking the word of God. We're obeying the Lord. And it's never... Uh, Uh, there's no guarantee that it's going to be a convenient moment for you to obey God. There may be times when it's a little uncomfortable, where it it could be a lot uncomfortable. Have you ever ever just met a friend or someone and you're talking to them, and and it's just the two of you talking maybe, and, and, and all of a sudden they tell you about a difficult problem they're going through, and you can see it's got them gripped, and you hear that still small voice of the Holy Ghost the Spirit of God talking to you in your inner man. And God says, pray for them right now and they'll be healed. And you look around and you're like, well, somebody might see me. Well, let's hope they do. Uh, We're not ashamed. The Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion. It's the wicked who flee when no man pursues. When times are tough, we don't back off and shut up. No, we rise up and speak up. It's time for the body of Christ to be bold. And it's not just church as usual. No, the Spirit of God came in you. Listen, the body of Christ, if you're a believer, we have not come from Calvary nearly 2,000 years up to today by by shrinking back and pulling back and just being nominal in in a kind of a cerebral Christianity. There is a reality of Him, the Holy Spirit. Oh, God has so many components that can break you through to victory. Years ago, the Holy Spirit said to me, He said, learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And then He said, host the Holy Spirit. God inhabits the praise of His people. And you don't have to try to be super spiritual. Why not just obey the Lord? That'll take care of the spiritual part right there. Just obey when you hear that still, small voice of God. The Apostle Paul, he wrote 12, maybe 13 books of the New Testament, depending upon uh, if you believe that he helped pen the book of Hebrews. I happen to think he did, but that's irrelevant. And and so he writes all of these great books. And beginning on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, we see there's an outpouring of the Spirit of God. A few chapters later, there's a man named Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus. He becomes Paul the apostle. Uh, Saul, the light of God, began to uh, illuminate him. And he was on the way to persecute Christians. And he got knocked to the ground. I like to say God knocked him off his donkey. And there, uh, God began to reveal himself to him. He said, you're a special vessel. I've called you to do some things. And I want you to stand before kings. I want you to uh, teach and minister. And, of course, the Apostle Paul, uh, is, uh, his ministry is what helped establish uh, so many of the churches that we read about in the New Testament. And some of them, uh, the remnant of them, are still functioning today uh, over in Europe and in, in those in Middle East areas. It's amazing what God did. And God gave him a large portion of the New Testament, the epistles, to write down. And one day God speaks to, to Paul and he says, who is now seen as an apostle, he said, you're going to Rome. I'm going to send you to Rome, and you're going to uh, preach and declare the gospel uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're going to demonstrate it with signs and wonders. Well, Paul said, then that must be God. I need to go to Rome. And when he made that decision, the Bible says that there was a, a conspiracy that rose up against him, and ultimately he gets captured and put in chains. And then he gets beat. And before it's over, they're going to actually uh, ship him over uh, to Rome and to a place where he will uh, be prosecuted for insurgency and for heresy and things of that nature and for standing against the empire. Those were charges that were brought against him. And then the Bible says, and this is our lesson for tonight now, when Paul is on the way, to fulfill the call of God that is on his life. Every person has a call of God on their life. Every person has a plan and a purpose from God. Uh, You're not necessarily called to be a pastor. You're not necessarily called to be a preacher. You're not called to write the Bible. But God has called you for something, to be the very best Christian in the environment, in the world that you are in today. And to have that witness for Jesus Christ in everything and to have the joy of the Lord in the midst of the fiery furnace. Uh, The three Hebrew children, they, they danced before God in the middle of the fire, and the fire did not burn them. I know it was miraculous, but God was sending you and me a message in 2020 that in those difficult, impossible circumstances, why not go ahead and praise God and magnify God in those times and watch what God will do in your life. And so we see here in the book of Acts, listen to this. In Acts, uh, chapter 27, Paul is on a prison ship. And one night while he's on a prison ship, it doesn't make any difference where you are. God will speak to you. The Bible says uh, Paul be- begins up uh, to stand up and talk. After he woke up, he said, I exhort you to be of good cheer on this ship. For there shall be no loss of any man's life, none among you. But only the ship. The ship's going to go down because they're in a storm. It's a very bad situation all of a sudden. God just seems to specialize and giving you a breakthrough in the middle of your latest storm. The storm that's in your life, the one that's in your marriage, in your money. And sometimes it's that health report. And then Paul said this, and I love this. He said, for there stood by me this night, the angel of God, uh, whose I am, and whom I serve. That's one of the most remarkable statements in the Bible. He said, I had an angel that stood by me tonight. I like to call him my standby angel. The Bible says angels are ministering spirits that are sent to minister for the heirs of salvation. Psalm says that if you dash your foot against a stone, God prophetically speaks to us. Uh, in the book of Psalms, chapter 91, so many people love that beautiful verse. He says, they will bear you up. They will catch you. God knows how to recover you from a stumble. Whether it is a social, emotional, or a lifestyle, a word, an action, or an activity, God can recover you from a stumble. A righteous man, the Bible says, will fall seven times, but he keeps getting up. Oh, I love like uh, one of the uh, Old Testament prophets say, do not rejoice over me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. Woo, I love that thought. Isn't that beautiful? Listen, every and that belongs to us today. That's why God put it in the Bible. That's our position that if something tries to take you out of the plan of God, take you out of of the very best that God has, or if you just miss it some way. I've always said, if you're trying to serve the Lord, if that is a a very important factor in your life and your decisions, and, and we sin, or we miss it some way. If you fall, you won't fall backwards. You'll fall forward. You'll still fall toward God's perfect plan, and God will raise you up out of that. He specializes that. I love how somebody once said that when you have a setback and you serve the Lord, your setback is just a setup for your comeback. God is going to advance you forward. Paul says to these Roman soldiers that are guarding him, who are now in peril themselves on this, on this prisonership that is about to go down, he said, oh, and I want y'all to know for sure. He said, just matter of fact, he said, I had a dream. And he said, then the angel of the Lord stood by me last night and said, tell everybody, if they will listen to what you have to say, there will be no loss of life. They may lose the boat, but they will gain their soul.'" You and I can go through difficult things in life, but God has powerful resource that when we call upon Him and we have that faith relationship through Jesus Christ, God will begin to speak to your life. For time immortal, God has uh, visited and ministered in times of trouble. Sometimes even angels. Someone asked me, they said one time, do you believe in, in angels? And I was, I said, well, sure. The Bible says there's more that are for us than there are against us. And they said, well, I don't believe in angels. And I said, well, then I'd like to have yours because I've got so much to do in the name of Jesus, I keep mine busy all the time catching me. And, and uh, maybe a little levity there, but understand my point. God has a power and an ability that eye has not seen and ear hasn't heard yet. But God has that for you, and He'll begin to reveal it to you. So listen to the thought right here. While you're going through, what you're going through right now is oftentimes what God uses to take you where you're going to. What you're going through, David, that giant up there, I know it's basically not possible uh, for that little boy to kill that big giant, that mercenary uh, killer who's massive, and David being a teenage boy. But God knew how to get David through that to get him to the throne of Israel and of Judah where he was supposed to be. You can go through some things, but if you realize God will go with you if you will not turn your back on Him in the middle of of the virus, pray every day, seek God, And watch how the ministering power of the Holy Spirit begins to work in your life. You'll see prayer after prayer after prayer. Church, Satan is defeated, and Jesus is Lord. The devil is a liar, and our Savior is the very spirit of truth Himself. There's a difference in facts and truth. We are not fax machines. But we are carriers as Christians. We are carriers of the truth of the the ages of eternity. The fact may say that you're sick in your body. The truth is Jesus had stripes placed on His back and with His stripes we were healed. Faith gets a hold of the truth and brings it into the facts. And before long, the facts don't change the truth, but the truth will set you free. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you will be a learned, trained uh, follower. The the Bible calls it a disciple. If you continue in my word, you are my disciple indeed. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Well, it's not setting you free from God. No, it's setting you free from the attack of your enemy. The Apostle Paul, my time's up on this sharp Wednesday evening, but listen. The Apostle Paul, later on that evening, that ship goes down. It hits an area and it got worse before it got better. It broke apart. And they were going to actually kill him. But God had given him favor in the midst of that. And uh, instead of uh, him being able to possibly escape because the ship was going down close to an island called Malta today. Melita in the scripture, Malta. There the Bible says Paul just hung on to some, some wreckage as the ship broke apart. He just got a hold of some wreckage. They didn't have life jackets. They didn't have any of those things. The storm's going on. It's a lot of uh, uh, tumult is all around them. And he holds on to just some of those boards that are floating by. Listen, can I tell you, you might have been under the attack. Your family, your marriage might have been, your money, your health, your mental health. Your life might have been under that attack, but the devil messed up. He should not have left anything floating around for you to get a hold of. And that's what you're doing right here tonight. You're getting a hold of faith. You get a hold of the name of Jesus because if the enemy had enough sense, he would have gone ahead and took you out in advance. But God uh, has covered your life. Jesus, the Bible says, lives to intercede for us. And I believe in the name of Jesus that when you hold on to just what's left over, when you hold on to the remnant, I like to call it the, the anointing of leftovers. Sometimes everything else looks like it's gone and you just, just, you just got a little faith left over. Just hold on to the leftovers. The Bible says Paul floated up on an island. Oh my goodness, he should have been dead more than once. The sho- soldiers should have killed him, they, they didn't. The storm should have killed him, they, it didn't. He should have drowned he didn't then he comes up on the island and then here comes the Bible calls them barbarous people these were not friendly and the scripture says Paul was wet and cold he said I'm gonna build a fire real quick I've got two minutes listen to this I'm gonna build this fire and here this man is the great Apostle Paul he's not too proud to start picking up sticks And building a fire. And when he did, he he finally got the fire going. This is in chapter 28 of the book of Acts. I love the book of Acts. The Bible says a serpent came out of the fire. What does that remind you of? You can be sure hell was trying to stop him from getting to Rome. Because that was God's plan. And a serpent bit him and it was a very viperous serpent. You were supposed to not even to be able to take two steps before you begin to paralyze and die. And the islanders knew that. And they begin to say, oh, he must have been cursed by God because that that wicked snake bit him. That, That was God taking vengeance on him. Listen, coronavirus is not God taking vengeance on you. It's something trying to keep you from God's highest and best plan. And it may try to bite our society, bite our culture, bite our families. It can even try to strike your own uh, own body sometimes. Whatever you do, don't let it get a hold of your mind with fear. Greater is the Lord Jesus who is on you and in you when you make Jesus your Lord. The Bible says when that snake bit him, all of the islanders that were there saw that and they said, this man must have really missed it because he's going through something real bad. But no, sometimes it may mean that you're pursuing the plan of God. And the Bible says Paul just violently began to shake that big old snake off and he shook it off into the fire. Oh, hallelujah. And instead of dying, uh, he, he, he became stronger and better. And then all of the people changed their opinion. They, they said something like this, he must be a God. And then he said, no, I'm not a God, but I serve the true and living God. And the next thing that happens, they took him to the ruler of the island. And they're like, this is the guy that got bit by that snake that everybody dies when they get bit. And he just shook it off. And, and the islander, uh, the, the ruler of the island, his name was Publius, the ruler of the island in Acts 28, he said, my, my father's in here and he's dying with a blood disease. And Paul said, well, let me pray for him. And Paul went in there. Here's a prisoner. He might have been a prisoner on the outside, but you can be sure that the power of the Holy Spirit and, 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 and his spiritual man was never uh, uh, locked up on the inside, nor should it be in yours and mine. The Scripture says he prays for the, for the father of the ruler of the island, and God raised him up. And then the whole island gets converted. And so for months they minister there and when they left, they put them on a, on a unique sort of a ship. If we were to compare that ship and it says it emphatically in the scripture. It had the sign of Castor and, uh, uh, on it and that meant it was a high dollar, we'd call it a cruise ship today. And here the apostle Paul, and before he leaves the Bible says they loaded him down with a lot of money. Here he was picking up sticks and sick and the next thing you know he's riding in a cruise ship and rich and he comes into Rome. Can you imagine when they came down to meet him and they saw him, they were fascinated that those soldiers had such respect for him. What you're going through, God will use it to get you where you're going to if you will not turn your back on God in the middle of the battle. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. He'll use you and through you to make that happen tonight on this beautiful Wednesday night. God is with us today. We never turn our back on God. We never accuse God falsely or foolishly. God does not do the work of darkness. He does not do the work of the devil. He is called light, and in him is no darkness, the Bible says. Oh, hallelujah. But God will give you the treasures of darkness. He'll cause what the devil meant for evil, somehow to turn that around to good. Can I just say to you this evening, that on the way to obeying God in your life, you may go through an attack and another attack, and another attack against your life, your life's mission, your family, your money, your health. We serve the God. His name is Jesus. We serve the God who specializes in health. He is Jehovah Rapha. We name our hospitals with Rapha on them today because of Jehovah Rapha. He specializes in finances. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God of provision and supply. He specializes in healing uh, troubled minds and hearts and marriages. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. And He's the God who loves you with an everlasting love. He always has been and He always will be. Let the heathen rage. Let the furnace get uh, cranked up seven times hotter that comes against you. Watch God arise. Teach it to your sons and daughters that God is with you and He never forsakes you. Don't talk fear, doubt, unbelief. Talk wisdom. Talk knowledge. Talk faith to them. We don't care what anyone else says. If they deny the Word of God, they have the right to be wrong just as much as you have the right to be right. Obey God. Listen to the voice of God. Follow the Bible. Pray and receive Jesus as your lord if you're already a believer in, in in Jesus Christ I'd like to assume that you believe the word of God Let's pray something together right now If you're ready for your circumstance to change if you've never said yes to Jesus as your savior and lord Now in this next 60 seconds it's your time now Before before the broadcast is over because we're live right now I wish I could shake your hand, but I can't reach you. But God can. The Bible says his arm is not short, his eye is not dim, his ear is not deaf. He'll reach down. You'll know it's him. He'll touch you on the inside. Pray this prayer to make Jesus your Lord now, would you? Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. He is Emmanuel. He's God's only begotten son. He was not just a man. He was God in flesh. Emmanuel. Jesus, be my Lord. Be my Savior. You died for my sins. Forgive all of my past. Give me a new heart, a new life. I will live for you, Jesus. From this night on, To the best of my understanding, Jesus is my Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for hearing my prayer, saving my soul, and giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name. This is Walter Hallam, and I want to thank you for listening today and just receiving that good Word of God that you've gotten off of this podcast. You know, bringing a podcast to you, it's free to you, but it costs to take the gospel of Jesus to the world. You can be a partner. You can help support. Uh, men and women, i found, are so generous when the Word of God is coming into their life. They want to help take that gospel to someone else. You can text to give today to 832-981-1601, and you can give any support, any amount, and it will be a great blessing, and it will help take the gospel of Jesus uh, to someone else. We'll go the next day and the next day. So text to give today, 832-981-1601, and I want to thank you in advance because without you and with others who support, it would be so difficult for us to get the good news of Jesus Christ into this great generation. Do your part today. Thanks for helping. I love you. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast.